to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Yo, 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 what up? (laughs) All you bloomers, it's a Wednesday. Happy hump day. You made it. You're halfway through the week. I love how we like – I love how every time you're like – it's like every time we talk about what day it is, it's almost like – I get this image that we're all just like struggling or like running this really long race. It's like, God, like why does it have to be like that? What if it's like – it's Wednesday. You got to wake up today. Hallelujah. Yay, waking up. Well, now that I've been home the other day, um, my husband and I went grocery shopping and I was like, man, I could use a nap. And he looked at me and I was like, I nap now. What? And he's like, <laughs> Yo. what the fuck kind of life do you have? And I was like, a pretty good one. That's what kind of life I have. Oh my I God. Naps are absolute luxury, but also yeah. they shouldn't be. Now, every single person should take naps. Just the way they made you take naps back in kindergarten or whatever yeah. when I didn't want to take the nap and I didn't need I the know. nap, quite honestly. You so mean to the nap. Yeah. Why? I didn't – what, me? No, just in general. Kids are like, fuck you, naps. Because but they're they don't – because they don't want to like miss out, I feel like. And they also I also feel like sometimes sometimes the kids do need the nap, but sometimes it just is like an arbitrary nap time. It's like, okay, and the parents like, well, or the teacher is like, it's nap time, everybody go down. And the kids like, but I actually have a lot of energy right now and I don't want to go down. So, but as an adult, I I just saw some article by like a major company that was saying um that was saying naps are like the key to having incredible like uh like longevity in life, like um improved heart health, like improved brain health, everything. Just and it makes sense, like based on what Abraham Hicks is always talking about, about how like you're you only really need to sleep because you build up resistance throughout the day and then mm-hmm. you need a break in your thoughts. So that's and it's a time for your your conscious your conscious thoughts to stop so that everything can be recharged and revitalized. But you don't actually need to sleep because you arbitrarily need sleep. You need to sleep because you need to stop producing resistance and your body needs time to like refuel because you've produced so much resistance. Mm. So. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the luxury of working from home and I'm glad you're experiencing it because yeah, I used to be all about that. I'm just not in a nap zone right now, but for for many – a couple months ago, I was like nap every every day, three o'clock nap. Three o'clock's my nap time. It's a good nap it's a good time. time. It's a good it's nap, a good nap time. time. Um, well, hey everyone. Um, so you're listening to this right now. I am in. We're recording this on Tuesday, but if, as you're listening to this, I will be probably on a flight to LA. Um, going 
Exciting. Exciting. I'm going for the Purium Summit, um, which is the superfood company that we are involved with. And um, really excited to see some of our brand partners there. Some of our listeners who are brand partners with us are going to be there. And so excited. We got we got them some special gifts. Ambie can't be there because she's still recovering from surgery, but she's going to yeah. be there in spirit. And yeah, we planned some fun things for them. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, and um, and just wanted to give uh, a couple updates. So tonight, even though I'm going to be in LA, tonight is going to be our public conversation with John. Um, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, tonight, which is Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. You're listening. Just, just, just yes. making <laughs> tonight, Wednesday. Um, so we're gonna aim for that. I'm gonna try to do it out of the hotel room, um, and it should be good. So everyone send me your questions over Facebook or via email, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com so that I can ask them for you if you can't make the live stream because Ambi will be in trance. Um, will not be there. Yeah. Also, should we announce the – no, you know what? Let's announce Let's announce that the name tonight with the Patreons and then we can announce it publicly, the name change. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a we'll, good idea. We'll announce it to our Patreons first since they're, you know, it's all about that exclusivity. Um, yes, ma'am. We have, we have interesting like updates it. about John and, and, and the crew, uh, but we will announce that at, on a later podcast. Um, but the other thing wanted to um, share is that our the retreat that we have with the Mystic Manor um, that we mentioned on – the last episode, we now have two spots left for that. So if you are a Patreon, then you have first dibs on this experience. And uh, if you're thinking about doing this, then um, let us know because these spots are going to go fast. Um, So we started with four. We have two now. So let us know. Um, Excited. It's going to be freaking awesome. And again, that's December 1st to December 7th in Venice Beach at the Mystic Manor with Brandon and Cheris and Karis. I always get that wrong. And other fun people. And I was even seeing that Sydney was saying uh, Sydney Campos is usually going to be there, but she won't be there that week. Um, but she was, I was, saw a post yesterday. She's like calling all like Reiki healers, body work people, like anyone who does any sort of you know, like uh, healing or somatic anything. She's like, I'm just developing a huge Rolodex for any like so that who when we're there for our retreat, if someone's like, I really want a Reiki session or I really want to be hypnotized or I really need this, that literally they will call someone and bring them in for us to do. Super cool. cool. So, um, okay. That being said, uh, Ambi, what are we talking about today? Oh gosh, we're rustling feathers. We're talking about uh, toxic people. So I had a situation come up that um, I ran into, I met someone that I felt, and now granted, I don't know this individual. So am I prejudging this individual? You betcha, because I'm a human being and that's what we do. It's a survival mechanism, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I met this woman and she was not very nice to her child, which is a big thing for me. Like you're picking on people that can't defend themselves. And I don't like that. 
So just so you know, if you meet me in real life and you start hitting your kid in front of me, I'm probably not going to like you. That's probably like a, a just a good good to know. And I joke around about how my kids annoy me, but I never hit them. Yeah. But not even just hitting. I think you've always actually been sensitive to like any sort of like bullying like yes. or overpowering, especially because yeah. of your childhood and things yeah. you experienced. So so just to give a little backstory um, on this, I was bullied a lot as a kid, like in the sixth grade. No exaggeration. I went to school in New Mexico. I was one of five white kids in my school. And I got literally physically beat up every day, every single day for a year because I was white because I'm still white. So <laughs> I didn't change. So, um, <laughs> so, and then in the seventh grade, it was more great. pink to me. I'm peach. more pink. Thanks. Peach. peach. Thanks. I'm peach. I'm a crayon. I'm going to start um, writing that in the, when they, when they make us sort ourselves. I'm a peach. <laughs> I'm a peach. Um, so anyway, so then middle school wasn't great. I got bullied a lot. Um, if you know, if you know me from middle school, I actually talked to a lot of people from middle school since this podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, I was bullied in in middle school, but high school was a little bit better. High school, I wasn't nice. I started bullying other kids because, yeah, I did. Anyway, so moving on. So I've been on both ends of the spectrum here. That being said, am I perfect? No. But I don't like it when people pick on, like, bully other people, right? So this woman um, was, like, she wasn't hitting her kid. She was shoving her kid around. Her kid was my kid's age, maybe a year older. Um, And then she told her kid to shut the fuck up in front of me. The kid said two words, and it just, like, rubbed me the wrong way. Then she looked at me and told me she wanted a free reading, which I was very rude to her and told her no. And just sat there awkwardly. So what happened after, so that really didn't bother me. I don't really care. Like if I, I am who I am and that's why people like me or don't like me and I'm not going to be someone different. That's the bottom line. My husband was like, you need to be nice in public. And I was like, no, I need to be me. So, so anyway, so that sat well with me. I didn't have any like remorse or anything about that. Um, what didn't sit well with me was this turns out to be one of my friend's friends and she was not happy about it. Um, and she was explaining that this woman has like a lot of issues in her life and then I need to um, have empathy for her. So my point of view is that I don't care who you are in my life. I don't care if you are my sister. I love you, Pilar. I don't care if you are my best friend. If you're a toxic person to me, then we're no, you're no longer in my reality. And I feel like that's fair because if I'm a toxic person to you, then I, don't, I shouldn't be in your reality either because your happiness is most important and my happiness is most important to me. Um, and I have been a toxic person in my past. You know what I mean? I feel like we all have been that person. Um, and a lot of people cut me out of their lives as they should have. So at what point do you make excuses for people? Oh, this person, this person, this person, or at one point do you say, you know what? Enough. I'm done. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. And how do you realize that you're a toxic person? 
that is my subject matter today. <laughs> well, I think this is really interesting. When we sat down, Ambie's like, I was like, what do you want to talk about? She's like, this is going to make people uncomfortable. But I was like, what? She's like, toxic people. I was like, oh. But I was like, first of all, our job is to kind of make people uncomfortable and talk about uncomfortable things. Um, so that's fine. But two, you know, I thought this was actually – as soon as she said toxic people, I thought it was really interesting because, I mean, I I have my own perspective. Just even the word toxic, mm-hmm. I actually have like – this is just aside from this situation, right? I actually really hate that term. I think it's mm-hmm. so overused. I think it's like – it's just some – I just see it all the time in, in the, the spiritual community. It's like toxic, toxic blah, toxic blah, toxic people. Cut them out. Cut them out. And, you know, um, I'm not saying that I, – I, well, here's why I don't like the term. Because I feel like it's just so easy to be like, that person's toxic and you label them that and then you just kind of move on with your day as if you have no responsibility in creating the situation at all. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what I have come to believe is if there's someone in your life that's showing up in a toxic way, then what toxicity are you creating around you that allowed them to come into your environment? And that's why I don't like calling it toxic because it makes it feel – because – my belief is if someone is showing up in that way, then you have to be resonating with that in some way. So there must be some harm- harmony there. Therefore, I don't like calling anyone or anything toxic because it makes then you, once you come to that realization, it makes you think, well, you think of yourself as toxic in some way or resonating with toxicity. And it's just, I don't like that. I don't like doing that. I don't, for example, in my life, do I create some people that show up in a way that I'm like, oh, I don't want to be around them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But do I like calling them toxic? No. Because What do you it, call them? I don't call them anything. I call them a an um a teacher. Honestly. I I don't I just don't like that term. Um because it makes me feel like part of me is toxic and part of me is not toxic. I'm not toxic. I am learning. And mm-hmm. I'm and that and because I'm learning that means I'm in perfect resonance with that teacher. And now going back to this situation, um, does that mean that if does that mean that you need to keep calling this person in your life just because you're learning that about that that part? No, it doesn't. If you don't want, if you're done learning, then you don't need that person in your life. But what I would say is, why do you think that this showed up in your life right now? It's during Mercury retrograde, right? So we know we're rehashing things from the past. We're revisiting some stuff. And when I said that you had a history – I don't mean to like put your stuff out on the table and I'm not going to. But when I said you had a history with this, I did not mean what you were referring to, what you – No, I know you didn't. But like just to tap tap on that, just to talk about that, when I saw this little girl, the the little girl's face triggered me. More than anything else. It wasn't the mom so much. It was the little girl's face that she felt she felt bullied and she felt um, picked on and sad. And um, it was it just it just it triggered the fuck out of me. And I felt like that little girl. And that's why I wanted to rip her mother or her caregiver apart and be like, who the fuck do you think you are? Right. 
So I understand that fully aware of that situation. And I was aware of it in the moment. And I was trying to tell myself, this is this child's journey. This is not my journey anymore. I like, everything's okay. But, <laughs> but, but, and I didn't flip out on her. Like I wanted to. Yeah. So I don't know if that's better or worse, to be honest with you. Well, I don't think it's anything. I don't think it has to be better or worse. I think it's it's neither. I think we're so quick to be like, this is good. This is bad. It doesn't – why does it have to be good or bad? What if it's just an experience that's showing you here's, – here's what I'm picking up about it, and you can tell me if this resonates with you. But it feels like this is a part of you that's unhealed. It feels mm-hmm. like there's still a little girl inside that has this anger and this like wanting yeah. to um, maybe – all those times that you wanted to take your power back, you wanted to feel incon- – you felt powerless, you felt pushed down, you felt bullied by those in authority, um, those who should be, maybe have been taking care of you or protecting you and you felt, uh, you know, um, stepped on in some way. Um, maybe there was a part of you that really – there probably definitely was a part of you that was like wanted to take your power back in that moment, but you didn't believe you could or you felt scared or it wasn't your place. And so there's still, and I'm saying this as an, a practitioner of, you know, like emotional healing is that it feels like there's still a part of you that is not resolved there. It's still lingering. And so is it possible that this situation showed up to you so that you could identify with that little girl and realize that like you said, it it wasn't the woman necessarily. It was seeing the girl, which made you identify with her. Mm-hmm. And so it, is it possible it's just showing you a part of you that you still kind of – maybe this is where – maybe this is where that anger comes from. That it could be. Because a lot of – again, like not to put everything out there, but we talk about this on the show. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of times it comes up for you that there's anger and there's stubbornness and there's um, not, uh, like – it's like a – is it control? Control, like wanting to control. control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe this comes from a time when you didn't have any control, like, and you didn't have any power or you felt like you didn't have any power. You felt like others were in power. And so it feels like maybe this part of you is showing up on the outside in order for you to see that it still really triggers you. And that's a, that's a gift. And then, and then here's the best part of this story though, I feel like. Okay. Where... (laughs) I'm excited. Okay. Where then your friend was like – Oh, shit. Yeah. Was like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, you said – like She was like, you don't know this woman. Like she has her own issues like that about defending the The caretaker. Yeah. Defending the caretaker. And, um, you know, I feel like – I just feel like that's really interesting because it's showing you too how – you know, that person's relationship with the caretaker, she she truly sees that. She truly sees like and knows her story and knows that there's something in the background that she has empathy for her because she un- understands. And so I feel like it's almost showing you, look, everyone's going through stuff. Everyone's going through stuff. And it's very easy to see a sliver of something and think that you know what's going on and think and label it as good or bad or this person is right or wrong or this person is bad, evil or nice or whatever. But really, I felt like what that whole situation was showing, especially your friend's reaction, was like, we really don't actually know what's going on with anyone. And it doesn't make certain actions uh, justifiable, but it does help you realize, I think, that 
we're very quick to judge just from the outside. And also we're very quick to judge based on our past experiences, which is Mm -hmm. why we're so quick to be like, you're toxic. Get the fuck out. Because we don't want to see that. We don't want to go back and experience that. But it's coming. I feel like it's coming up for you. It's it's a gift so, for you. But here's my thing. Here's my here's my um, other side of the coin that I'm going to say. Okay. So if someone were to be in an abusive, a physically abusive relationship, and an, that's also an emotionally abusive relationship a lot of the time, right? Yeah. And they left it and they got out of it. Um, and then they're at an event and they see... I'm like the same situation basically happened to somebody else and another person's defending them. Mm -hmm. So my, or, you know, he's had a really hard time at work or she's had a really hard time at work, whatever. Right. Right. My thing is it doesn't justify the person's actions based on like, yeah, they might've had a really hard life. I, I agree. And does that suck? Absolutely. And does it make you on edge? Sure. That being said, like your actions, like what this woman is creating is another individual that will continue to do the same thing she's doing, that will bully someone else, that will live a life that's like um, unconsciously aware of how her actions are affecting others. Do we need that? Yeah, we need the contrast. But in the same aspect, it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree because it's like, I don't understand why I don't want to relive that trauma. But And I, I feel like someone who's been in an abusive relationship wouldn't want to relive that trauma either. So why try to justify someone's actions? Well, Here's my counter to that is like I, I hear you completely and in the in the um, the example that you gave like okay someone's in an abusive relationship and then they go somewhere and then some they literally see somebody else in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. I feel like in that example it's like so okay so stand up and say something to that person about what they're doing like step into the situation or you know like. In that example, I feel like it's you're you're saying, should I just let it go? Because no, other what I'm saying so is then that you just cast you it aside. This, should you invite this individual into your life and say, yeah, come and be? No, no, you before. shouldn't. No, no, you shouldn't. But that's not the point of what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you should continue to interact with this individual. No, I'm just saying this ex- this situation that happened. It's you. You can be sure that mm-hmm. if you don't address this, this feeling that came up in you, that another quote unquote toxic person will show up in yeah. your life to show you that it's still there. So you can cut this person off. Totally. You can say, don't come around me 100%. But that's not going to stop other people from coming around you. So Right. And I get that. But in the same aspect, I feel like I feel like I've dealt with a lot, like on this podcast, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of like my childhood shit and like how much, how many more times do I have to deal with it is what like, and I feel like all of us have this moment where we're like, I've dealt with this. I'm good. I've closed the book on it. I'm solid on this one. Can we move on please? Well, that's the question though. Are you? Because if this is still bothering you, then are you solid on it? 
No, but what I'm saying is what. Okay. So my thing is that this all, like anytime I see someone physically abuse a child or belittle a child, it will always trigger me. No matter of course, what. It's going to trigger. Of course. That it's going to trigger a lot of people. Abuse is going to, abuse of anyone in without power is going to trigger many, many, many people. But what I'm saying is, could this be a catalyst for you to, should you have, I'm saying, would it have maybe made you feel better to actually go to her and say something and say, why are you doing this? Or listen, this is, uh, this is not, I'm not in, clearly I'm not you, I'm not her, but this really hurts me to see the way you're treating this child. Why are you it would it would that maybe resolve something for you to actually I'm not saying get involved in every situation, but maybe would it make you feel better to actually stand up and say something? I don't know. Maybe. I don't recommend that if you see someone hitting a woman, probably call the police. Just so you know, probably call. Right, the but this is not a woman. This is a right, like, child. Yeah, if you see someone literally like getting well, Beat I mean, it depends. Try to stop it, but I mean, it depends. Judge the situation yeah, for yourself. Judge the situation. We're not liable. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, would I? Would I jump in? Um, but it's not even jumping better. in. It's what if you approached it in a very grounded way and said, listen, yeah, like, I, I would be better because because, for example, right after that happened, she came to you and said, I want a reading from you. I mean, you are in the power position, basically. So what you said your response was, was very cold and very and, which is fine, whatever. But what if your response was, honestly, I'm really triggered right now by what I just experienced. This child has done nothing, it seems, and you seem to be incredibly um, overpowering and, like, telling your child to shut the fuck up. Like, that really hurts me. Like, I dealt with stuff like that when I was younger, and I don't really want to give you a reading for that reason. Mm. What if you said that? Like, do you, can you That's feel like that that would feel powerful? Yeah. 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 So that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like maybe this situation. So should I go back now and tell her? To, I would ha- – yeah, have a conversation with her. Maybe this would be really healing because it's not like – listen, it's not like – and I'm not trying to like, you know, um, scale situations and be like, well, this is okay and this isn't. But I'm just saying it's not like this person was like – punching someone in the yeah. face and then you know, yeah. you know what I mean this person you just sensed the um and you 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 sensed there was aggression and you sensed that there was um attic what's the word when you're like putting someone down it's like whatever dominating and and bullying right so you you could reach out to her and say hey listen I I understand that I was cold to you yesterday but I want to explain to you what was happening from my perspective and I want to explain to you that like that used to happen to me and it's really hard for me to see that. And that's why I reacted the way that I did. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely. It's an opportunity. I think it's an opportunity. Mm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one. Cool. <laughs> 
but but you know, I, I I think this is a great topic because, like I said, it's like, God, like I just again, just going back to this like toxicity thing is like. I like the word toxic. Oh man, I really don't. It like really. I don't it, like the word level up. I hate that. Shit. Really? Because what? it it because it implies that like you're not some you're not enough. You're not as good as somebody else, or they're not as good as you. And I'm like, why does it have to be a competition? Why does it have to be like I'm oh. a higher level than you are? Like oh. I don't, I don't, I don't internalize it that way. I, I see it kind of as like, it's like, we're all leveling up. It's like, level up, level up. I think of the song, level up, level up. It's, I feel like it's like, we're all like rising. That's how I see it. But that's like, but that's why yeah, it's like some. Everybody is different. Exactly. And that's why some words, it, it's not about, I think, um, I, I've heard it asked many times in different conversations. Like, so does it matter exactly the words that we use? Like, does it matter, if, for example, like curse words? Does it matter? And it's like I've heard it from, you know, people, uh, entities like Abraham or maybe John even, um, where it's like it really – it doesn't exactly matter the words you use. It matters what the word means to you. And so if like – fuck is like a great word, you know, it feels good yeah. to say, then great, say it. It doesn't, it's not going to like, you know, kill your vibe. It's going to raise your vibe if it means something great to you. But if, like you said, level up, it implies that like someone's better, then yeah, don't say that word. And right. if for me, toxicity, that's why I don't say that word. But, you know, it, I, I just, what I'm trying to say with the whole toxicity thing is like, everyone has the right to create boundaries, Okay. If there's – I have people in my life that I'm kind of like, ah, I don't really like vibe with them that much. They kind of – I don't really like like the people they're hanging out with. I don't really kind of like like the things they're doing. And so for me, I set a boundary and I'm kind of like when, you know, they've invited me to hang out and I just kind of – I'm like, oh, thanks so much. But whatever, I set the boundary. Um but I feel like if there's someone who is like that, it's like you're having that strong of a reaction to that you would go so far as to label them like the to- uh, the, the toxic, toxic person. The T word. Yeah, the T word. Then think, is this a toxic person or is this a teacher? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because to, to evoke that reaction out of you means that they're, they're coming to you for a reason. And mm-hmm. so – um, and so to just just consider that and consider and then consider, you know, it doesn't if, mean though that you need to keep having them in your reality. No. And that's my other question is at what point I know a lot of people, a lot of people that want to help everybody. And that is a great thing to a degree when you are, in my opinion, I feel like when you're helping people to the point of your own demise, you got to look at your own situation and be like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You can't you I don't I don't think you should listen. Are you talking about people like it's like the wounded healer who wants yeah. to help yeah. toxic like, people or yeah. quote unquote toxic people. Like it it just um like always making excuses for people, always getting burned. You know what I mean? Like always being the victim. That's the big thing. Always the victim. Right. And at some point, I feel like, I feel like if you're always the victim and you know, you're listening to this, then at some point you have to kind of look around and be like, what am I getting out of this victim mentality? Yeah. Like, why do I want to feel this way all the time? Yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like a lot of the times you're creating a lot of contrast without really knowing it. 
Does that Definitely. make sense? You're creating situations for yourself to learn in over and over and over again, and it's up to you to decide when you've had enough. That's yeah. a huge thing I've been learning recently. Huge thing. I've been like, and it's honestly shifted everything in my life. And I'll probably learn it in a deeper way again soon. There's probably areas of my life where I don't even notice that it's happening. But in the biggest area of my life, I noticed whoa, I'm the one creating this story. I'm the one making myself the victim. I had this whole, I just had this realization recently that there's a specific group of people that I really care about liking me, okay? And in my life, mm-hmm. I really, really care that these people like me. And I had this realization recently because I, I would constantly be like, why don't they like me? Or it's not fair that they don't like me. Or I would constantly be telling the story that they don't like me because and it's not fair. And I wish I could be in a different situation with a specific group of people. Um And I finally had the realization like last week, I was like, oh, I'm the one. I'm the one telling the story and literally creating the reality that they don't like me because I don't want them to like me because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm unworthy of them liking me because I'm afraid if they like me, then they're going to find out some reason not to like me. And it's a long story. It goes back to childhood stuff. Um, but that, that I connected the dots on, but I was like, oh my God, I'm the one, like I'm the one literally, I don't, I just don't want them to like me because I'm scared. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I realized that suddenly everything started shifting, like seriously, like big things started shifting for me. And, um, and now I'm realizing it's like, it's almost like I, I flipped the switch in my head and now I can – every single time I start to think that way again, I feel the the switch in my head go, no, we're not doing that anymore. Remember that that's – like literally it feels far away now and the new the new power powerful um, powerful perspective of it and the realization that I'm doing it, I'm the writer of this story, it keeps coming in really strong and it's – but that being said, you know, I do understand how – I look back on so for so many years how I just I was I could have gotten the message but I didn't get it so I just kept creating the same thing over and over until this moment where I finally got it and so look like sometimes it takes years sometimes it takes your whole life sometimes you never get the message sometimes yeah. people never you never get the message and that's okay cuz it's your life experience it's like your playing your own game of life, right? So sometimes you get like a, you know, extra bonuses while you're playing your game and extra lives and you get, you know, like you you open secret doors and extra levels or whatever. I know you don't like the level thing, but then but sometimes you just kind of run through it and you do okay or sometimes, you know, you it's it's not like you're being judged. The the, the point is you can play it however you want, but some people are going to become aware of their stuff earlier on and some people with specific patterns, it's going to take them a while. And I think the point of what I'm trying to say here is it's it's okay with whatever happens. It's only not okay or it's only bad or good depending how you, the person living the life, feels about it. And so I think, Ambi, just one more thing is that for the person that you think is the wounded healer who keeps putting themselves in the situation, it's like, mm-hmm. well, can you let them go? Can you can you uh, trust that that is their experience, and you can be here as re- a resource, and you can be there, at, you know, to help them when they're ready to see the pattern, but can you stop being the wounded healer in a certain way and let them have their experience? Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. 
pretty good at that. Everybody's got their own experience and yeah. Cool. I don't know that. I don't feel like that's my issue. I don't feel like oh. I'm, the, I don't feel like I'm the person that's like, I want to fix everybody. I feel like I'm actually the opposite. Like I'm really selfish in that aspect of like, yeah. no, 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 no. My vibration is most important. Right. Nope. 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 So like, I, I don't really, I don't like to be alone. I don't like to be, you know, without people that I care about, but I have been. And, um, there's some, there's like soothing in that as well. And there's a lot of, a lot of learning in that too. When you have no one to fall back on, there's a lot of learning there. Oh, definitely. I guess like I just said all that because I've been that person and I'm still am that person with certain people sometimes. There's certain people in my life where I'm just like, man, if you could just learn this lesson, like and 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 I and I invest in them learning mm-hmm. the lesson. And it feels like, wow, if you could just do this, then you'd be on the right track. That's the dialogue that goes on in my head. And I have to catch myself and realize, no, it's not necessarily the right track. I mean, my cousin comes to mind. I'm very close with my cousin. And my cousin is on a very – she's we're on similar paths and then we're on very different paths. And I'm constantly <laughs> comparing the lessons I'm learning to what she's learning. And I constantly have to be reminded like, wait, wait, wait. She She's doing – Oh, learning way other things, way mm-hmm. other things. And I catch myself sometimes going, but if she could just learn this, then everything would be okay. And it's like, but that's not my choice. It's not up to me. And yeah. I, and it doesn't – and I think uh, a lot of us have trained each other to kind of almost withhold the love unless the other person does what we think is best for them. So I feel like I've had that pattern with my cousin where I'm like – um oh, well, I'll be there for her or I'll show up for her or I'll be super, super supportive when she does the things that I think are right for her. And it's been a really challenging lesson of standing back and being like, that is not up to me. That is not – her Her path is not mine and she's perfectly okay making her own decisions even if they look completely drastically different from the decisions that I would make. And it's my job if I want to have a strong relationship with her to support her in her own – life and her own path and her own decisions, but that's challenge that's it's challenging. It's been challenging for me. And so I think mm-hmm. that's why I was asking you, can you, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, been- you have you have to remember my childhood. So I've grown up differently. So it's 16 when my mom wasn't working and we were living in a hotel. I was really angry. Like why didn't you make the right choices? Why are you doing the wrong thing? Right. Mm-hmm. And then um got hair on my face. And then at like 18, I had to decide, do you want to leave this situation or do you want to stay in it? And so when I left, I really came to the, because I had nobody at that point. I really came to the realization that I crave that like drama because I've Mm -hmm. known it my whole life. So I started to create my own drama. And from there, I started talking to my family again. I started talking to my sister and my mom again. And then that's when I came to the realization that everybody has their own experience and it's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's just whatever it is. Um, and they're learning and let them do what they want to do. Now that has come up again with my children. So <laughs> that's fun. But like, for example, um, I did genuinely come to a realization that 
Like if Riley doesn't go to college, it's not the end of the world. He'll be okay. Um, yeah, he's fine. And then yesterday we went to the dentist and he hasn't been wearing his retainer. So his teeth are starting to go back to the way they were before he had braces. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get, I didn't even get mad. I just looked at him and I was like, well, this is your path. This is your journey, but I'm not paying for braces again. So there you go. It's up to you at this point if you want to wear your retainer or not. Hold on, pause. My uh, my my apartment cleaner's here. Hold on. Hi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can send them up. Thank you. So sorry. That's fine. <laughs> but I really liked what you were saying. Yeah, it's because, dude, that's that takes strength to be like, I just paid for your braces. And now you're not wearing the retainer and your teeth are shifting back, which, by the way, people, wear your freaking retainer. I didn't wear mine either. My bottom teeth shifted. And now I'm probably going to have to get, like, adult, like, Invisalign or something again. So that's your journey, man. It's my journey. And now you got to pay for it. Yeah. And now I have to pay for it. So wear your your freaking brace. Wear your retainer um, if you care about your teeth. Um, But – Yeah, no, but that takes strength because you're like, I just invested in you and now you're throwing that away. However, you – I love like the perspective you have with it. You you did what you committed to do to, to, you know, help the situation or whatever and now now your hands are off. Like now you're like, okay, and now it's it's up to you and that's your choice. But I think as adults when – or I think as parents or – we're just taught like, well, I I invested this, therefore I want to see the return. But mm-hmm. it's like we have to learn to uh, take the action and let it go. Take the action and let it go. That's something I have to learn big time. Um, anyway, okay. My, uh, my people are here and I feel like we should wrap up this episode because they're going to be cleaning. Um, but uh, just let's say thank you to our Patreons really quick. Um, Whitney Kanaka, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nike, Mimi Abnetter, oh my God, Maribel Munzi, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kellyanne Bates, Kasia Boshnevich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latieri, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, and Alicia D'Amico. Thank you so much. We love you and uh, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 